0: It's September 13th. You're driving around Eau Claire, Wisconsin, sometime between midnight and 1 a.m. You hit Vine Street. You're going up the hill. You're not paying super close attention. You just want to get home. You see a woman jogging on the sidewalk. She's in her 20s or 30s. As you get closer to her, She turns and she runs straight for your car and you hit her. And then you get out of the car, startled and panicked. And when you look around, nobody's there. to the Steer Queer Podcast, our Halloween episode, in July.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> I mean, boo. So, so that story I just told, again, I'm Austin. That story I just told is an urban legend around Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So there was a woman... Uh, who was killed by a drunk driver September thirteenth, nineteen 1986, on Vine Street. And they say her spirit still haunts Vine Street between midnight and 1 a.m. most nights of September. And so they say you'll hit her with your car, and then there'll be nobody there. So let's get some introductions. Again, I'm Austin. And to my left we have beautiful Nobody's There.
1: Except for me. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I've been haunted (laughs) by the same demons since 1989.
2: And since it's my day off, today I'm just Cody.
0: (laughs) Oh Hun. Spooky. so this episode we're talking about ghost stories the paranormal mystical happenings they've happened to most of us and you can't explain it as we said in a previous episode we love halloween and so we just love this topic um and one of the things i always love is like local legends and so that's why I wanted to start off with that story. What, so yeah, where should we go from here? Do you guys have any local legends from Wausau or from the Twin Cities? So
1: I do not have a local legend from Minneapolis off the top of
0: my head,
1: but I do have one for La Crosse, Wisconsin where I graduated uh, with my degree in musical theater performance, and Cody also graduated from. And there is a bar in La Crosse. There are many bars in La Crosse. In fact, La Crosse may be more bars than actual people. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) and (laughs) there is a bar there named the Bodega Brew Pub. And the Bodega has been said to be haunted for years. People people who work there say that when they go down in the basement, when no one else is there, they'll hear footsteps walking across the upstairs, and they'll come upstairs and there's no one there. Doors will mysteriously open and close on their own. Pipes will rattle even though there's nothing running. It's one of those types of things where you're like, could this be very easily explained by physics? Possibly.
0: (laughs) But do we want to?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not.
0: Oh, yeah. Those stories are really scary. But then so many bars in the United States are haunted, and that just makes me think, girl, put down the bottle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of
1: the bottle, should we throw it on over to Cody?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys, I've pretty much set myself up for failure at this point.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs> so... <laughs> No, just I'm, I've set myself up as, like, having a reputation. <laughs> Did everyone die? No no no, alone? no, no,
1: no, no, it's, it's okay, we're all alive, we're all alive, it's all okay. By the way, okay. if we if, if we cut out during this episode, it's a ghost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, since we're all sitting around telling ghost stories, um, I decided to hell with it with shots. I'm just going to take swigs out of a bottle of rum.
0: Ooh, yo ho! What brand are we drinking tonight? The gayest one I could find, Malibu.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tried to make it
2: sound uh, as I tried to make it sound as badass as possible, and then you had to ask me what brand it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Coconut rum. Mm. And we so, are, and over here we are drinking cherry flavored bubbly. Ooh. It's just water. <laughs>
3: Delicious.
1: And over on this end, we're drinking a uh, Aldi brand soda water. I can't remember the name of it. It's a blackberry cucumber with some fake ritual gin alternative.
0: Wow. Stop it. Much
2: fancy. Girl. <laughs> Ladies, are we ready?
1: Oh,
0: yes. Cheers, squeezers, <laughs> I just shit my pants. <laughs> but I have a lot of issues Anyway, sorry
2: <laughs> Oh my god, this is probably my favorite episode Just because of how ridiculous it
1: is <laughs> I'm All already right. having the most fun I've ever had
2: I am too
0: So The, 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 the bodega, yes That was very scary uh, Should we move on to the most notorious local legend we have in the chippewa valley should we do it yes okay it's Carryville, wisconsin <gasps> yes carrieville oh have you heard it cody
2: no so i had to brace myself with another swig
0: <laughs> yeah get ready so, for those of you who don't know, Carryville is an unincorporated town in Dunn County, Wisconsin, just near Eau Claire. Um, in the mid-19th century, Carryville had a train station, a post office, and a pony express. It was booming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't booming, but it had things. Things were happening there. There was a school and a church... And there's a cemetery. So there's a, quite a few legends. People like to just make shit up about Carryville. But at the same time, there's legit creepy shit happening in Carryville. So let's get into it, shall we?
1: Yes, please. Maybe. All right,
0: here we are. So I think one of the most well-known is the schoolhouse. So some say a little boy was running away from his abusive father and without knowing where to go, hid in the schoolhouse and froze to death. And the next day they found his body frozen under his desk. They say if you go in the old schoolhouse, which I don't even know if it's still there, um, and sit in his desk, you can hear, feel his spirit move through your body it's so scary so what people have found is that in the 50's a boy named David Grohn actually did die in a school house well no he didn't die so he stepped on a nail and got tetanus and then he died at home so some people predict that um, it's his ghost and that people just made up this runaway from Abusive Father story. We just don't know. <laughs> and that's
1: the scariest okay. part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, and then I'll move on to the next legend of Wait,
2: so I have an idea. Yeah. So I'm going to play a little game. We're oh. going <laughs> to play Cody, Have You Heard? And every time I haven't heard of a legend, I'm going to take a swig. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cody, we want you to live.
2: <laughs> Are you saying I'm, I'm sheltered?
0: <laughs> no, you're saying no, you're I'm sheltered. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, we're going to chapter Cody. <laughs> uh, boo. It's fine. Boo. 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 Okay. <laughs> so the other story of Carrieville is around 30 or 40 years ago, Investors were gonna tear down the old church and build a new one. So they say the priest was so upset that he climbed up to the bell tower and he hugged himself. Since his death, creepy things happen. <laughs> and here's the last one. So well, the Carryville the Cemetery, which is real, it's there. We've driven past it. It's I terrible. Walked through it. Oh, you gross. Okay, <laughs> that's... We gotta talk about that. But first, let's get to the legend.
1: <laughs> Why do we have to talk about that?
0: Because it's scary. Um,
2: I've already taken 20- four swigs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a fun game. <laughs> yes, yeah, so just are, for me. There are about 20 graves in the Kerryville Cemetery at the top of the hill next to the river. So people will see children running in the field, and they'll see headlights shining through the river. This headlights thing is like a big thing people talk about. Like, many people have seen the headlights. And they say if you turn off your lights on your way to the hill, you will see hellhounds. Those are hounds from hell.
2: Dun. Wait, wait. Ah! I need. You to hold on a. Hold on a second. You're t- you're telling me now. Say that again. Hounds from hell. <laughs> they're
0: from hell, Cody. Where is they're that? From, they're from heck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a friendly community. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but but the thing is, is Caryville is. Spooky. So, Kyle, you've been in the cemetery?
1: I have. I've ridden my bike there.
0: You, you <laughs> rode your bike through the cemetery?
1: I, ra- I rode my bike all the way up to Caryville from my parents' house.
2: What are you, like something out of a Stephen King novel?
1: <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted to be.
0: <laughs> Please tell me you did not bury a cat there. <laughs> oh. No, I did not.
1: I did not. I did not want that cat coming back.
0: <laughs> was that spooky
1: <laughs> yeah it was spooky the major reason it was so spooky was because of the 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 like aura surrounding Carryville because i have the haunted wisconsin book and i read that thing cover to cover so many times because i was just obsessed with it and so i rode my bike up to Carryville and the whole time i was there i was like I know that the locals don't like people riding up to Carryville. So I was already kind of creeped out because I was like, somebody's going to try to shoot me with their gun. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and then. That's
0: the risk you take living in Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, welcome to Wisconsin. Here's your rifle. Um,
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Anyway. But then also, it was uh, it was kind of a cloudy day. So I was there on this kind of gloomy cloudy day and I just thought the whole time I was like what if it's real what if all of this is real
0: and it spooked me I, I mean Carrieville's haunted that's real like it's haunted I mean but I believe what it sto- <laughs> but what stories are real I don't know you know the
1: thing about most of the stories is that the, the, the local folklore a- aspect of it I completely agree with you there's a good chance that most of it was made up for effect but it's all based in, like, the real events that happened that got slowly spun into more fantastic stories. Because remember, this was before smartphones and television. People made their own good times and their own imaginations. So.
2: Sounds boring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really boring.
0: (laughs) And I think what a lot of people did is, like, they saw something, and so they tried to come up with, like, what was it, you know?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think back to when I was a kid, and the this still sends chills down my spine, even though I know that there is probably, and I know that there's also a psychological phenomenon that happens. But when I was younger, I was raised, as I've mentioned before, very, very Roman Catholic, very conservatively Roman Catholic. So I believed in, like, the demon realm and hell. And... When I was younger, I would be just about to fall asleep, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the silence, I would hear somebody very loudly just go, Kyle, and I would wake up, like <gasps> bolt out of bed, like, like bolt up, stand up, be completely convinced that there was someone in the room with me, and no one could convince me otherwise. And it got to the point where I actually asked my priest about it, my priest, because I didn't know what to do. And his response was, you know, the devil does strange things. The devil may be trying to tempt you. He did not. He did. And I brought, I brought Holy, oh, I think, I think I just cut out. So I want to say this again. It's okay. I'm going to say it again. I brought Holy Water home because (laughs) I didn't know what to do. And then I saw the movie, The Exorcist, way too young, not long after that, and definitely believed I was going to become Linda Blair.
2: I mean who doesn't want to become come Linda Blair?
0: I cannot believe I cannot believe the priest said that to you. Like of all the wrong things you could have said to a child who's scared. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. devil works a mysterious way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like that's that. probably
2: what Kyle heard in his head, like, as the priest <laughs> yeah. said that.
1: No, what, what I heard was more like this. <laughs> that's more like what I heard.
2: Ooh, that's even better. No, I was, like that.
0: What it was more like was, just as you're about to drift off to sleep, he heard, Kyle!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it Kyle. sounded like this in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway,
2: uh, all right. That's oh my god. That's that's a tad dramatic there. <laughs> I just
0: I just pissed my depends. Ah. I am not lying. So spooky. I know. I'm incontinent, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real. That's the real
1: horror here. You're incontinent. <laughs> it is. Oh my god.
0: It's, it's scary.
1: <laughs> mm, it's so scary. Ooh. Getting older, being an adult. Ah.
0: So Cody, you live near Antigo, don't you? Um, I think so. Do you know the McMillan hotel? No. Oh no, Cody. We'll take a drink. Take
1: a drink. <laughs> Austin, were you just setting him up?
0: <laughs> I wasn't, I actually thought he might have heard of that. <laughs> but I uh. should have known better. <laughs> The Macmillan so. Hotel was built in 1887. The first <laughs> owner of the Macmillans killed himself in room 21 of the hotel. There have been 18 deaths from 1970 to 2003 when the hotel finally closed down. The hotel was called... The, it was first called the Vivian Hotel, and... That's it. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, so it doesn't say
1: what's spooky. It
0: just says people died, y'all.
1: I just wanted to bring up the fact that we're all from Wisconsin, so we can actually bring up the fact that we had two prolific, well, one serial killer, one just killer. We have Jeffrey Dahmer and Gein. Yeah. Who are both from our state. Wisconsin Ooh. is a breeding ground for serial killers.
0: Mm hmm. And, uh, my, I lived in West Dallas when Jeffrey Dahmer was murdering people, and he, he lived in West Dallas too, I think.
1: I believe so. I believe you're right. When did you live in yeah. West Dallas then? Wait. In the
0: early 90s, from, like, 92 to
1: 94. I forgot that that's where you lived, because you were born in Austin, Texas, right?
0: Oh. I'm a world traveler.
1: (laughs) I'm just telling everybody your life story. Let me tell you about you, Austin.
2: Um... Wait, is that why you're called Austin?
1: No. (laughs) Cody, that's the spooky mystery of it. (laughs) Oh,
2: it's just a revelation to me. I
0: mean, Um, I think the story is that my parents looked at a baby name book and they stopped at A. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they
0: were like, "Eh, uh, we're tired." <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, don't care. Well, like the first, the first uh, word in the dictionary is just AA, so <laughs> at least they didn't give you that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they at least got to AU, so that you give them a little credit.
0: <laughs> so much credit, thanks, Bob and Dan. <laughs> oh, good job, Roberta. So Jeffrey Dahmer, is there, I don't, is Milwaukee haunted?
1: (laughs) Well, there is, so, so there are a lot of small towns in and around where a lot of this happens. So Ed Gein, um, there is a, there was a hardware store in, um, in Dodgeville, Wisconsin, where he bought some of his supplies. And there's also a subway in Dodgeville that's apparently haunted by one of the victims. And... It is. It's one of those things where people, uh, people who live there, make it very clear. We don't want you to bring this shit up while you're here. But sick people like me want to drive to Dodgeville because I used to live not far from Dodgeville, and I want to be like, so subway employee, can you tell me a little something about how it's haunted here? Um, people don't appreciate that.
0: You bitch.
1: <laughs> I don't. I didn't do it. I just wanted.
0: Yeah. Was Ed Gein the guy who made clothes out of people? lampshades yeah yeah he, yeah was that
2: him
1: yeah he was also yeah. he was a grave robber um and yeah it's um there i do not have the notes in front of me so i don't want to say too much more about it but i just every time i think about where we live i think about the or where where we come from i think about the fact that wisconsin there's a reason why people think it is like the middle of nowhere it's because when you drive 15 minutes outside of any large metropolitan area, you are in the middle of nowhere.
3: And if yeah. you drive
1: off on the wrong side road, you will end up completely in the middle of nowhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, though. It is. Like, there's, like, the Milwaukee Madison area, which is city, and then nothing. Just the land that Michigan didn't want.
2: <laughs> well, and Ed Gein was the inspiration... Well, was part of the inspiration for the novel *Psycho*, which led to Alfred Hitchcock's *Psycho*. Yep. So. Exactly. To all you other forty-nine states. Nah, 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 nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ed Gein was also one of the inspirations for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: Very good. Yes. So. I don't know why I said very good, like you get a gold star. Oh, but. Thank,
1: you. oh thank you. Thank you for validating my whole movie knowledge.
0: I appreciate it. Uh, I was going to say, Cody's suddenly a movie expert, and he's never heard of Carrie Bill. Come on, <laughs> Come on Cody. <laughs> take a All right, I'll All
1: right,
2: I'll take a penalty shot.
1: <laughs> and when you're done with that penalty shot, Mr. Smart Person, why don't you take us through something now? I think it's your turn to tell us a story.
2: Okay, where's my magic dust to throw on the fire?
1: I know we need we need a camp. We we need to do a video version of this eventually oh, and actually God. sit around a campfire, and record around a campfire. I want to. We're gonna
2: have thing. to dress in like really tacky mm-hmm. '90s clothes, though. Please. <laughs>
0: I haven't bought clothes since the '90s. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, nothing but Pokemon underwear for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's my turn? Yeah. It's
0: your turn.
2: Okay. Well, I don't have any urban legends, but I can I can tell you something that happened to me personally. So it was the summer of 1998, and I was upstairs in my bedroom alone, and to kind of set a scene for you, paint a picture, um, I live in a townhome, so my room is on the second floor, and if you go out my room, to the right is the bedroom, in front of me is the hallway and there's two large windows that face the front yard garden and to the left is my mom's room. So, I'm sitting in my room and I'm reading a book and all of a sudden I hear the telephone ring. And I should also point out I'm home by myself, my mom's at work, and there's two phones in the house. There's the main phone which is in the kitchen on the first floor and then there's a phone in my mom's bedroom. So I hear the phone ring, I go to my mom's room and I answer it. I pick it up, I say hello, and no one's there. It's just dead silent. So I say hello again, and I don't hear anything. And I think, okay, I don't really think anything of it. I hang up and I go back to my room and I read my book. So about five minutes later, the phone rings again, and I go to answer it, and I say hello. And now, this time I hear loud, aggressive static, like very, very uncomfortable white noise and I'm like hello hello and I'm thinking it's just like a bad connection but nobody answers and it was on there for like a full minute so I hang up and then go back to my room and when I go out of the room I'm facing that window and out front in my main my main yard in the garden there's a tall tree um, that's been there ever since I was born And on one of the branches that was hanging very high, there was a man that was dangling from a noose, just swaying back and forth in the wind. And it wasn't like, he looked like a old corpse. He wasn't a brand new body. It was like, it was decayed, very graphic. And I was just petrified with fear, just staring at this thing. But I was also rather bewildered. I just didn't, I've never seen something like that before and out of nowhere the phone rings again and it sort of like woke me up from a trance and it it shocked me so I turned around to look at the phone thinking is that the phone? And I look back and he's gone and the phone's still ringing and I go to answer it and it was my mom just calling me from like her works checking in on me. And so that was the first encounter I ever had with something of the quote unquote
0: supernatural. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> that what is so sense? scary. As you were telling that story, I was looking around my room, making sure no one was here. I know I got the chills.
1: I'm I'm in the dark with a candle lit. That's all I have in front of me right now. And <laughs> I of my computer screen. It's so perfect. That was
0: That <sighs> was so scary. How old were you? I was eight. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. Oh, did shoot. you ever find out if someone hung themselves there or something?
2: No, I never did. I, I never... And I didn't tell anyone about it for years later until I think my last year of high school or my first year of college I told my mom about it. I just I always kept it with me. I never thought... I just could never forget it, but I never told anybody. Because, w- like, what do you say? You know, it's such a weird thing. And then you're trying to rationalize and analyze it in your brain. Um, and I just kind of... I just kind of kept it with me, you know, all these, all those years.
1: Right. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't bring up what, what happened to me to my parents before I brought it up to my priest because I thought, well, my parents don't, don't want to hear about that. They don't, they won't believe me but mm. for some reason I thought that the priest would, and apparently he did because he thought it was Satan. So,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: it's... it's you Tony, know. <laughs> do
0: not tell your priest that story. Please. He'll be like, well, the devil, <laughs> he lives in Wausau. Working Kyle, in mysterious how,
1: ways. how old were you, Kyle? I would have been somewhere between seven or eight, maybe. Oh, that's lovely. Because, yeah, just... <laughs> because it was right around the time of my first confession. Okay. Um... Because that's... Yeah,
2: yeah. Prime age for a priest to be like, the devil's gonna get you. Oh
0: my god. But, you know, Cody tells his priest the phone rang and nobody's there, and priest goes, well, the devil does have Sprint.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Knowing... Sorry.
2: No, it's okay. I can't help myself. I mean, I love that you can't help yourself. Knowing my old priest, it would have been something snarky, like, oh, well, God was trying to call you and you didn't listen.
1: <gasps> How dare he?
2: I know, right. I that picked the up the phone and I was listening. Church I grew up. In. God was trying to call you. You know that's what? Maybe if God didn't God have sprints, maybe you know could have he gotten three. When God when the God closes a sprint, he opens a horizon. <laughs> 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 when God <laughs> closes this radio, he opens a <in> horizon. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Well, yeah. I can't go to heaven; it's too expensive."
0: That was such a good ghost story. I have another one. Mm. Before we I, get into uh, another
1: one, should we take a brief break?
0: Yes. I've already pissed my depends. So,
1: well, maybe you should get changed into an, a fresh pair because it sounds like we're in for another amazing treat. Oh. So the Steer Queer podcast will be right back
0: after a quick word from our sponsor. Depends, we have to be. <laughs> now we're gonna hear a spooky story from our good friend of the podcast,
3: Dawn. Um, I was in first or second second grade, I think. And I had a friend over, and we were in the basement. And I remember I had this toy like kitchen set, you know, that with the little sink and the little oven and stuff. So we were pretending we were throwing a big, you know, banging parties. So we were putting <laughs> the cups and plates like all over the floor, pretending we we're having this party. But I looked over towards the computer room, and there was a boy standing there, and he looked like you, I can still see him like perfectly till like today. He looked like a teenager he was completely white, um, but he was wearing kind of like tattered shorts and kind of like an old looking like ripped up shirt. And he was just standing there staring at me, but it was like clear as day. So I just kind of stood there and froze. And for a second, I almost thought it might be my friend's brother like playing a trick on us or something. But, um, then I realized it wasn't because he turned and walked into the wall and disappeared. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so that was the first time. I think one of the scariest times, I was in middle school, um, I, I don't know, I woke up in the morning, went upstairs to go to the bathroom, and when I went to wash my hands, I looked in the mirror, and there was a man standing next to me, but he was completely burned. Like, barely had any hair left. All of his skin was burned and charred. He wasn't much taller than me, but he was just standing, like, right over my shoulder. And I was I was just paralyzed. I just stood that I didn't know what to do. Um, so that was, that was the scariest time, probably. Well, you also have
0: a Ouija experience, don't you, know?
3: Oh, God. <laughs> Public service announcement. Don't use a Ouija board, <laughs> <laughs> ever.
0: <laughs> Okay, so tell me about it. Uh,
3: they're they're terrible because <laughs> bad things happen with them and then you can't get rid of them and if you get rid of them the wrong way, they, they, uh, they just, they leave you. Okay, so I had always wanted a Ouija. I mean, what kid doesn't want a Ouija board, right? So I had some friends over and we lit some candles. And you know we're doing the whole Ouija board thing, you know, asking it questions and blah blah blah. Well, it's the the eye, the little piece, the little <laughs> there's a better word for it, and I can't think of what it is. The little thing you put your hands on. Um, <laughs> uh, it started like going really 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 fast, like in circles, um, to the point where we could barely keep our hands on it, so we could tell that it wasn't one of us like holding on to it. So actually, it was, um two of the people actually just let go. Um, So it was me and one other person, and it just kept going in circles. Well, then it kind of shot off the side of the board, which I found out later looking into it. They say that if you let the eye like go off the side of the board, that's a way for the spirit to like pass through. That's its way to get through. Um, But just after that for like a week, I just, I felt so, sick, like just sick to my stomach, and it, like everything was just gray, like you just felt super depressed, I know my friend started seeing stuff, um, she said she saw a girl hanging in her room, so, and then we called the other two people that were there, and they were having a lot of issues too, so it's just, it's not a toy, <laughs> it's the term, yeah, I just, I got rid of that board, and will not do that again, so...
0: Take a shot. <laughs> Alright. I'm just kidding. I'm not. And tomorrow is Cody's funeral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, hang, hang on.
0: May she rest in peace. Oh, there
1: we go.
2: I already have it all choreographed and set ready. The set's designed, the costumes will be made. I have it all mapped out, so you guys just have to make it
0: happen. <laughs> if I could describe Cody in a word, it would be... Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding! I'm kidding! I'm so sorry. It was funny in my head. <laughs> That's the lack of sleep talking. I you know. Cody's crying now. No. I love you, baby. All right. Well, All right. welcome back to the Steer Clear Podcast, the Halloween July 15th edition. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording on the 15th. It'll be released to a later date.
1: <laughs>
0: Spooky. <laughs> All right, before we get into Cody's next story, which I think is just going to... Scare the crap out of all just scare the crap out of, yes, all of just us. Just scare the crap out of all of us. Let's do another local legend. Yes, Shall please. Shall we? All right. And these are all for Eau Claire. If you oh haven't heard, I'm from Eau Claire. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Sheely House was built on the corner of River Street and Highway 29 pre Civil War. Let me take so a drink. the Sheelys purchased. The Sheelys purchased the property in 1905. James and Kate Sheely. They had three children. James passed away of stomach cancer on the property. Uh, Kate also passed away... From an infection she got. Okay, it's not funny, but when I read it, it's just, <laughs>
1: she, You're she terrible. An, you are terrible.
0: She got an infection after she fell down a flight of stairs and broke her hip. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not, it's not funny. This, this
1: poor family. You have to laugh I, for the just, like, terrible like horrors that happened to them.
0: You know, so both of their funerals held on the property so lesson one do not have your funeral at your house mm-hmm. okay because you're going to want the shit out of it yeah so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, their, so their kids were Howard, William, and Anna Howard and William moved away because they were like you know it's Chippewa um <laughs> <laughs> But Anna stayed, and at the time, women were not very welcome in taverns because, you know, it's Chippewa. So, <laughs> get out of here, so you dumb broad. She's <laughs> trying to get people to manage this place. Um, oh, but we also have to remember. So, what was the Sheely House? The but, um, it was a uh, a lodge like for travelers. So lots of people have died in this house.
1: And Um, some of us have celebrated our 22nd birthday there.
0: (gasps) You did? It's very spooky. Do you want to describe what it looks like?
1: So on the inside, it looks like, so what it looks like is kind of an old Victorian style mansion or house, kind of like a bed and breakfast. And they have these Paintings on the wall that look like real paintings, but the eyes are holograms so they follow you when you walk past them. Nice. So the so the so the so the paintings literally watch you as you as you walk around the house and the bathrooms are super like old fashioned Victorian creepy. Um, and You have to go to a different floor to go to the bathroom and it's very isolated. And I remember walking back from the bathroom, I was like, I'm gonna get ghost murdered in this hallway. I'm gonna get so fucking ghost murdered. Um, And it was a really delightful time. Uh, (laughs) It was, the decor is beautiful. It's very well maintained for what it is. And I'm gonna wait for a moment. I'm gonna fill time. I'm just gonna fill time here until we all come back. There we go. Now we back. And. And the best part about it was that now it's like a modern restaurant, type of a thing. They've like oh. they've they've maintained it. So now, I don't think that they still use it as a bed and breakfast anymore, do they, Austin?
0: No, I don't think you can stay there. So the like the main floor, is the haunted dining room, and then like you said, the upstairs is kind of the bathroom, and then the basement is the tavern. Yeah. Um. And so, like we said, uh, some of the Sheelys died there, and then some of the guests also died there. So there's believed to be seven spirits. Um, so- haunted ass hotel,
1: let's just talk about that. That is
0: haunted. So, so the first four are Sheelys, <laughs> I think. And then the fifth spirit was a man who got gangrene and was laid to rest in his room, and- I don't know why the oh hotel my clerk Yeah, I don't know why the hotel clerk Was like, you have gangrene You should go upstairs <laughs> I, I don't know what the Medical system was like back then um, Well they didn't system. have Obamacare, that's for sure
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nope, this it was really, be rich or die
0: Yep. This is really a story of lack of health care <laughs> 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 and then the sixth. so 2005 <laughs> so this is all from <laughs> from what feels like a million years ago 2000 no and then <laughs> the sixth spirit um passed away in his room after being crushed between his horse and his carriage.
1: What kind of horrible luck? I don't think it's, you know what, I think it's that the Sheely house is just cursed. I think it's just cursed.
0: And again, I don't know why you get crushed by your horse and carriage and someone says, get him a room. Like, (laughs) Are there no doctors in Chippewa? I don't think it's Chippewa. Um, we're being very mean to Chippewa, your lovely town. Well, Sounds good. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Seventh Spirit, they write on their website that they have no proof of, um, but supposedly the Seventh Spirit was murdered on the third level of the hotel. And one story is that um, a bartender was closing up one night. So he went upstairs to where the freezer was yeah. and got locked in for a half hour when he finally had to pick the lock to get out.
1: Oh, my God. You p- Picking the lock from the inside of a... of a, of a Oh, my... No, that is, that is like, my claustrophobia nightmare.
0: Yeah. So That's that scary. is the house where Kyle... Yeah, Kyle has 22nd birthday. Yep. This is weird. Yep. No. <laughs> I was
1: so excited to have... My, I was so excited to, to have my, uh, my birthday there. Like, I was legitimately so pumped.
0: Actually, it's a very cool. It's a very cool place. Besides all the, you know, murder. Oh, yeah, my
2: goodness. <laughs> that sounds like a really rave review. Like, well, aside from all the death, it's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> so if you're ever crushed by your horse and carriage, you know where to go. For a nap. <laughs> All right, Cody. Another ghost story. I'm so scared. Let me just get into my
1: into my listening position here.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Austin, are you ready? Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll do a mental countdown and then I'll do it. Okay. So it was the late fall of two thousand two. So, it's four years after the first initial incident. And it was about nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. And I was home by myself. My mom was out with a couple girlfriends. And it was a very like windy, chilly November evening. Um, and I'm in the downstairs uh, living room. So to paint this scene, um, the living room is the main room, um, the couches against the wall I'm facing the television. To the left, there's a little hallway with two closets. To the right of that's the kitchen and there are in front the stairs that go up to the second floor. And if you're sitting on the couch, you can see the stairway very clearly. Now in the late fall winter time, we have a curtain that, that covers the stairs because we don't want any downstairs drafts to go upstairs. So I'm watching TV, and just starting to doze off. My head nods, and eventually I fall asleep. And I'm lying there asleep, very peaceful, and I'm a very heavy sleeper. And all of a sudden, I hear just in the faintest voice, Cody, Cody. And initially my brain thinks, well that's my mom trying to let me know she's home and then we're going to bed. Because um, that's how my mom says it, very, like, soft, matronly, you know, Cody. So I wake up, and I'm wiping the sleep out of my eyes, and I'm stretching, and and she isn't there. And I kind of call out, like, Mom, thinking, like, well, where is she? Like, And there's no lights on in the kitchen. There's no lights on in the hallway where the stairs are leading. I'm just looking around, and I look over to the curtain, and the curtain is short enough that you can see the first... edge of the first step and hanging off that step behind the curtain is a pair of child-sized feet and they are pitch white like the palest white you ever saw and the toes are just kind of wriggling just a little bit and I immediately I remember four years ago the incident with the, the hanging man and this time I was just I wasn't scared I was more determined like I have to know what this is and but I was also just like what the fuck is happening this hasn't happened in so long I thought this was an isolated incident why is this happening and all of a sudden I see the feet turn around and they rush up the stairs so I bolt off the couch and i run upstairs to follow because last time when I looked away it was gone I didn't want to keep take my eyes off of them I run up the stairs and all of a sudden I can't hear the footsteps running up the stairs anymore. And I searched the whole upstairs and I searched every room, every door, every closet behind the bathroom, shower curtain, under every bed. And this little girl, I assumed it was a little girl, a child, was nowhere
0: to be found. Jesus fuck, you need to move. My goodness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My goddess Cody, and you all still live there.
0: We do.
2: I've lived here for almost thirty years.
0: Oh my god, that is so scary! I had to literally turn the light on while you're telling that story. Oh my goodness. I was like, and I'm this not is... sure
1: if you could hear it, but I was underscoring it. But I don't think my microphone was picking it up.
0: Oh, I heard
2: it. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a tad dramatic, but we're gonna do it anyway. It's the only way, Cody. Your stories <laughs> are so It's a tad creepy. subtle, very subtle. It was.
0: Scary. I don't know how you still live there. That's like when you watch paranormal activity and they don't move. You're like, fucking move. <laughs> well, and it's,
2: it's it's weird because to this day, because I, I agree, like, whenever I watch those kinds of movies, I'm yelling at the TV, like, you are the dumbest white people I've ever seen. Like, just get out of there and move. Like, think of the dog. I care about the dog and the right? dog's, poor the dogs dog. scared shitless and everyone's like, oh. We did on it, and we can't st- You know, the kids are already in school, and our marriage is about to suffer, and this house is going to bring us together, and I, there's that woman that works in my office I'm going to have an affair with. I can't possibly leave this haven. And I'm like, that fucking dog needs to get out. Fuck you, white people. You
1: know what, Cody? The anyway, nightmare, I digress. The, the, the real horror yeah. you just described there was that cisgendered heteronormative storyline. That was the real horror. <laughs> It was flawless,
2: wasn't it? <laughs> it was um, so awful.
1: But no, see, I agree. I'm always that type
2: of person that kind of says bullshit, calls bullshit to those types of horror tropes. But I can not explain. I mean, I never thought I my house is haunted. It just it just felt very like these two isolated incidents. Nothing's happened since or before, and um, I'm kind so of was kind that of, the last. Yes. Was, was that the last one? That was the last one. Nothing's and I, happened since you were 12. No, nothing's happened since I was 12. Hmm. And I consider myself a very um, rational person. So even for years, I thought, well, you know, the brain does the, is a, a, a phenomenal organ. It's a phenomenal muscle. It's a phenomenal part of the human anatomy. Yeah. And, you know, I I thought of it like, because, you know, you don't really know. Are there such a thing as spirits and ghosts? And you you question because i grew up religious so is there such a thing as heaven and hell angels and demons you know all of that stuff and you don't know what to believe what not to believe you don't want to you don't want to doubt yourself and and chastise yourself but at the same time you don't want to believe anything you see and you know cry wolf so i don't know to this day i'll never know what exactly happened but it happened
1: yeah i mean it's that that experience makes me think that because uh, it, it was it was just like what you were just saying like the the brain is an incredible organ it does so many things for us simultaneously that we can't even like it's it's an amazing computer it's it's yeah it's it's a, it's astonishing what it can do and um, I have had several other experiences similar to the one that I described and I've had a couple of experiences that are more on the paranormal side but the you just made me think of, I'll, I'll tell the first instance of this happening, but it's happened to me, I think I would need my fingers and my toes to count all the times it's happened in my life, but I am somebody who suffers occasionally from sleep paralysis. Oh my God. And so I have had several really horrifying experiences with sleep paralysis, but the first one that I can remember And I'm sure it happened before this, but this one has stuck out in my memory. I was in seventh grade and while I was sleeping, I was having a dream that was completely unrelated to what eventually happened. I was having a dream about something, something happening outside at night. And then all of a sudden I woke up, but I was still in the dream. And part of me knew I was still dreaming, but I woke up And I was having this lucid dream state where I was getting ready for school and I brushed my teeth, I got dressed, I went upstairs and I was talking to my sister in this like entryway area that that we had in my old house. And my sister walked, basically it was like a movie. She walked off camera into a side room. And the moment she left, I knew something terrible was going to happen and I couldn't do anything about it. I was waiting for it to happen. I had this sense of, like, incredible dread. I was actually struggling to breathe in the dream. And all of a sudden, my sister came back out from the bathroom, that side room, and she was no longer my sister. She was this horrifying demon that kind of looked like a mixture between a clown and something otherworldly that I can't completely describe.
3: But she had this
1: huge mouth that was just big enough to devour me and right before it happened i knew it was going to happen i knew i was going to die and i was trying to wake myself up and i couldn't scream and my and this this demon creature basically like devoured me and i woke up and i felt this incredible pressure on my chest i opened my eyes and i couldn't move i tried to open my mouth to scream i couldn't scream and i knew that there was something on my chest and something on the other side of the room that i could not see but i could sense And all of a sudden, as quickly as it began, I was like, something broke and I was able to function. And I bolted upright. I still couldn't make any sound. I could barely take in a breath. And I was sitting in the dark in my room. I was too afraid to go turn on the light. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, the only person that I can go wake up to tell them what just happened to, like, comfort me is the same person that just killed me in my dream. Because Casey Casey and my, my rooms were both in the basement. So... I, I had to walk past her bedroom to even get to the staircase to go upstairs. So I'm sitting there in my bed like, what do I do? And then I got up and I was like, okay, I'm gonna run past her bedroom and go sit in the, in, in like the little TV sitting area that we had outside of our bedrooms. I turn on the TV and it's VH1, like um, music video time. And it was Pink's Don't Let Me Get Me. No, no, Pink's, Pink's, uh, Pink's Just Like a Pill, sorry. and that music video has this weird black and white demon character that's supposed to symbolize the like addiction and the problem and it it just it just terrified me i was like now i'm watching this thing and there's this weird demon creature in this music video i can't handle this and i went in and i like shook my sister awake and i was like you just murdered me and, and I, could, like, I couldn't <laughs> handle this. It was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. And to this day, I cannot completely describe the feeling of dread I had, but there was a moment where I was like, this is what it feels like to know you're going to die. Thank oh God. And it's happened to me no. several times since then. And I know it's a psychological process, but there's a part of me that also feels like there's this weird otherworldly paranormal side to it.
0: Well, no, absolutely. Like, I totally feel... And that sleep paralysis is so terrifying. If you've never had that happen to you, it's... Yeah, it's exactly what you described, where you wake up and you can't move. And it's... And you're like, will I ever be able to move again? Yeah. It's so scary.
1: Like, you can't... The The worst part is the breathing, because for a second, you feel like you're not breathing. And... It's, it's insane, and the other time that that, that stands out in my memory, um, well, there's, there's several that, that stand out in my memory, but this one, it was accompanied also by a little bit of alcohol, so that did not help, um, but I woke up, and I was in my bed, and I couldn't move, and I knew that there was something crawling around the side of my bed. I could see it in my mind's eye. I don't know if my eyes were open or not, but I thought they were open. And it was crawling around my bed, and at any moment it was going to jump up and it was going to grab me and pull me basically into like this abyss, is what Mm -hmm. I believed was going to happen. And one of the times that it happened was after uh, Jay and I got together and I moved in with Jay, and there was one night where it happened and I bolted out of bed so quickly when I was finally able to move, I scared the hell out of him. Like he had no idea what was going on. He, I was like in a panic state and he was like, what, 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 what? And I was like, nothing, nothing. I was like embarrassed, you know? I was like, this is so silly and so embarrassing. But that one, I can't completely remember the dream, but I remember it was again, it was that idea of like the shadow figure on the other side of the room. That's like standing there waiting for its moment to strike. And it's so weird and I can't explain it. And I know, I know that there's psychological processes to it, but I still maintain that there's some weird, otherworldliness to it that can't you can't put your finger on it but
0: it's there absolutely no, abso- yeah absolutely because like two, you wake up in the music video there's just like it's, it's one of those things where you dreamt about it and then when you wake up there's all these connections to real life and sure you could explain it away and be like you subconsciously gathered all this stuff in your mind and that's why it was in your dream Right. but a very spooky mystic that sort of thing. So yeah, that's uh,
1: I have more of those. I'll save a few more of them because I have other sleep paralysis stories um, that I can tell. But I'll I'm save so it. So glad yeah. I
2: don't have. I've never had sleep paralysis because I know other people know. that have, and it's just the most terrifying. I, I think I could imagine.
0: <laughs> I think it's only happened to me one. One thing that happens to me, and it happens to me often, like a week ago, often is um. Ooh. I will, right as I'm about to drift off to sleep, I'll hallucinate. (laughs) And it's usually spiders. I usually see spiders, and I bolt up awake, and I search, and there's no spider. Um,
1: Oh my goodness,
0: no. I don't think I've ever seen... It's usually bugs, so it's never, like, a ghost. But, just like Kyle, you were talking about with hearing your name, I have hallucinated sounds just like you did. Like someone went Austin or there was a bang and I wake up and I hunt around the house. And that's how I realized that. And it's a thing. Like I looked it up that you can hallucinate right as you're about to drift off to sleep. Yeah. I've had that happen too. I feel like that's a, a common
2: thing. Like when you hear sort of like when you drift off to sleep and you guys ever feel like you're falling.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: that's always that's always a fun one i remember one time (laughs) though when i was very young and i because i hear the cody you know and then you wake up like you think someone's like calling out to you and i remember telling my sunday school teacher that once more as i'm afraid like what's going on and she just goes That's just an angel trying to say hi. And I was like, angels wouldn't be scaring the shit out of me, lady. No,
1: it's not. That's a demon. You're wrong, Sister uh, Mary Wrong.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: All these religious people filling up your hands. It's the devil. That's an angel just saying, what's up,
1: girl? It's almost like queer people in religion have had a very fraught history for a long time. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, it no sounds like wonder another episode.
1: <laughs> yes, it
0: is. No wonder there's all these ghost stories. All these religious people back in the day were like, what's that? It's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh goodness. Boy. Well, should
1: we find a way to end?
0: Sure. We sh- we sh- we should. The only Absolutely. reason I'm saying the only, is because the only
2: true ending is death.
0: <gasps> well, that was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little too soon
1: because of COVID, so. <laughs> God damn it, we made it all the way through the episode without it coming up, and there it is again, fucking we
2: should 19. So, to, we should keep this lighthearted. Do you want, some, we want to hear something funny I read today? Yes. Are you there? Hello? Yes. Do you guys want to hear something yeah. funny I read today? We'll Oof. keep it lighthearted. Did you guys see the photo of Ivanka? Censored. And the Goya, the Goya beans?
0: <laughs> no.
2: Oh my no. god.
1: Oh my god, guys. Make sure you send it to me. We will put it on we will make sure that we put it up on on our Instagram. Which <laughs> <laughs> by the way, oh find us on Instagram, god. Steer Queer Podcast. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my god.
2: <laughs> so I have to pull it up. So <laughs> today's my morning news of the day that my phone woke me up with at six thirty in the morning was an Ivanka...
0: Unbelievably redacted.
2: ...goof, basically. <laughs> so the CEO of Goya basically, like, blew so much smoke up... 45. His ...ass, he became a hot air balloon. And was basically <laughs> like, we are so blessed to have you as the leader of our nation. And that led to, like, critics, like, we need to boycott Goya, like... You know this is terrible so to combat the boycott critics ivanka <laughs> tweets a photo of herself standing like a price is right model holding a can of goya beans <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god and she <laughs> no it gets better she says if it's goya it has to be good no <laughs> And and then she types it the same. She puts the same quote. C.S. Goya, Tien que ser bueno.
1: Jesus Christ!
2: Oh my God! And so obviously, Twitter broke. Um, so basically, everybody decided to point the finger and saying, um, Ivanka, you just you just like basically like broke the code of federal regulations that clearly states. A person in a governmental position cannot use their title or their authority of the public office to endorse any product. (laughs) You done fucked up. Uh,
1: So when will that arrest warrant be issued? Because that'd be real cool.
2: Well, if we've if we've learned anything from the filthy rich documentary, aka the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, oh, the God. government response will be, "What do you want us to do? It's a celebrity." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God, uh, oh, I thought we were ending so this many... on a positive.
0: <laughs> we are because there's so many good memes coming out of it. So here's Ivanka. Holding a book titled The Case of the Narcissist Unqualified Daughter.
1: <laughs> Send me these. I will make there's sure one I, of, ta- I put these up on our Instagram. Oh
2: my God. These are so, there's so many good ones. Where, where's my favorite? Hold on. I'm
0: going to say it's a soda can labeled Clorox. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's drink bleach. Let's drink bleach.
2: There's one of the, uh, the, the, um, Highly awaited Mary El no. too much is never enough book coming out, and the, the caption goes, "Looks like her copy arrived."
0: <laughs>
2: oh, 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 Kyle, Kyle, you'll like this one. Um, this is an Ivanka mean for the horror fan. It's her holding up. Uh, it's the Hellraiser crew, and she's holding up the box.
1: <laughs> Yay! I love that so much because of course oh. she's worse than Pinhead.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send. I'll I'll send you guys the link to this Huffington Post article. It's the funniest thing oh, ever. Please. And oh my goodness! We'll,
1: oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's find a different way to end. We wait. Um... <laughs> ah.
2: I guess. This, this is sounding like a good. This is sounding like a good ending already. <laughs> just,
0: just and end from up. all of us here at Stair Queer, happy Halloween.
1: <laughs> Have yourself a spooky fifteenth slash twentieth of July. <laughs> it's fucking summer. <laughs> yeah, that's the real horror. It's fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, Mama hates the heat. My computer is playing my keyboard because it's resting on the keys. Oops.
2: Christ.
1: <laughs> my computer <clears throat> is haunted.
2: Uh, Ooh.
1: Ooh. Well, Austin, do you want to lead us out?
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't. Okay, should we do it? I'm, I'm three. We're going to cheers. Are you ready? One, two, three. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. queers.
1: Have a spooky day. Yay. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> it's pretty. Since we, we'll find since out. Oh, we can't even see either. Oh my god, oh, Jason just scared the fucking shit out of me. Sorry. Oh
0: <laughs> he just like
1: burst the door open all of a sudden, and we've been talking about <laughs> scary shit. I
0: heard you down the hall. I wanted to be in the Cheers. Clear. Oh,
2: well oh, he made it. He high. no, he made it again. This has to be in.
1: Oh, it will be. I'll
0: find a way okay.
1: to, to make. To, I'll find a way to put this in. <laughs>
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Stare Queer Podcast. Now we want to hear from you. So if you have any spooky, scary stories, send them to Queer at gmail.com. Please send any other stories you want to share with us. Stories of queerness, your life, whatever. We want to hear from you.